1: Hello and welcome to the Circling the Bases podcast from NBC Sports Edge. I'm Drew Silva. My usual co-host on these Thursday night shows is DJ Short, but his dad sadly passed away last weekend and his funeral was today. So we're sending our condolences to DJ and his family. Uh, Joining me on the show tonight is Johnny Vennett. How do you pronounce your last name? I should have asked that. <laughs> uh,
2: Venezia. Listen, you got to take a you got to take a note from our boy Jake Croucher over at PointsBet. He he just pers he perfects it every time, like he's hung out at the Gulf of Naples for for his entire life. We just <laughs> we go by Venezia, Venezia.
1: Yeah. The the Australian host of our Battle of the Bet shows has one upped me venezia johnny v will call you (laughs) what do you call yourself a betting expert for nbc sports edge so we're going to run through some divisional race odds world series favorites and some long shots whatever strikes our fancy and whatever has become more interesting in the aftermath of tuesday's trade deadline you heard from chris crawford and ryan boyer and colin henderson on our full trade deadline recap show on tuesday uh, or if not that's up and available i think they went like an, an hour and 30 minutes breaking it all down johnny i know that you're on vacation and i i feel like a jerk for pulling you away from that but thanks yeah. for putting the tequila down at least i, I saw you at a bud light before show not to rat you out but i guess i just did <laughs> um where, first of all where are you so actually i'm in i'm in manilowkin down a uh, jersey shore i just call it down the shore
2: but yeah, I'm down the shore with the family. Took the week off. You know, we got a big, big football season ahead of us. I'm sure everybody by now has heard our new signing, and we're bringing in a whale, man. We landed, we landed the best in the business. So it's going to be great working with him. Definitely got to clear my head though, and just really get ready because we're going to have a huge month of August leading into the NFL. So just taking a little time out with the family, having a little little party here and there, eating pretty good. You know, man, I, I'd love to do it though. Appreciate you having me.
1: Yeah, Matthew Barry, man. So I I started at formerly called Roto World in two thousand eight, and it was like the year that he left. Um, so I've never actually been like a coworker of Matthew Barry, even though he kind of helped start the site. So yeah, I think that was a really cool addition to the cast. And I mean, football, you know, drives what we do. <laughs> I, I I love baseball. I write about baseball. It's it's what I do full time, but football is everything um to the to the fantasy industry to the betting industry and even the most hardcore baseball people and basketball people even would acknowledge that so i'm i'm really happy about uh that addition of matthew berry what like what's the uh food specialties on the shore at least where you are i know the jersey shore is a long area and it's not all this it's not all gym tan laundry like you know the the stereotypes. Uh, it's, always, it's
2: always Jim Tan laundry for me, baby. Oh no, it's
1: not. <laughs> <laughs> what so are the specialties today. in your area?
2: Uh all right. Well, actually, there's a lot of good spots down over here. Today, there is a there's one of the best Italian markets on the on the planet, on the absolute planet. It's called Joe Leone's. There's one in Point Pleasant, there's one in Seagirt. It is the best Italian market you'll find. They get all the fresh cold cuts. They got all the chicken cutlets, the mozzarella, with the broccoli rabe, <laughs> the meatballs, they plant rollatini. You name it, they got it. Literally, you eat like a king when you go in that joint, but you know what? You spend like three, $400 for a basic order, but it's worth it, man. Like, There's a lot of good restaurants around here and everything like that, but you really can't go wrong because even if you eat at an average place, it's still pretty good.
1: I like it. Yeah, I I, I do Cape Cod every uh, usually every July, but it's been June recently. Um, and I just so I, I live in St. Louis. And so, like, I don't really eat seafood here unless it's deep fried something because I don't really trust it. I'm a bit of a seafood snob because I've been going to Cape Cod since I was an infant. And so whenever I go up there, it's like, you know, scallops and oysters and lobsters and uh, whole belly clams is like one of my mm. favorite things. I I just devour it. And I, I guess you, where'd you grow up by
2: the way? I grew up in North Jersey, uh, North, North Quarwell. All yeah, right. So your Jersey through and life. through always, man, I'll be Jersey till the day I die. Even though I I'm adopted, I'm an adopted Tampa person. Now I'm always, uh I'll always be Jersey at my core. That's,
1: that's typical to move from the new North New Jersey, New York area to Florida. Mm-hmm. And yeah. You're a, you're a walking stereotype, Johnny V. Walking stereotype. <laughs> I, I embrace
2: it. I don't care. Yeah. Like, listen, every a leopard don't change its spots. You know what I mean? Like, I'll always be myself, and sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's not good. But either way, you know what you're going to get with me.
1: Man, this has become a therapy session all of a sudden. We're going deep. <laughs> I need a vacation, though. Yeah, the, the this week has just been wild. I, I think I saw someone tweeted that it was the busiest trade deadline If you include the trades that happened on Monday and the previous week, it was the busiest trade deadline since 2007. Mm. Uh, So, so much has changed with a lot of contenders and non-contenders, and we're going to get into some divisional races. Before we do a little promo note, uh, weekends are better with MLB Sunday leadoff coverage presented by Uber Eats. Catch the Astros take on the Guardians in Cleveland on Sunday, August 7th at 1130 a.m. Eastern live on NBC and Peacock. To learn more, go to Peacock.com slash MLB. And if you want a chance to win $25,000 on the game, download the NBC Sports Predictor app powered by PointsBet and enter Sunday's free Grand Slam Pick'em contest. And also Chris Crawford and I will be doing a post-game show after the game on, on the NBC Sports Edge YouTube channel, like a waiver wire Q&A thing. If you got any fantasy questions, bring them over there. It usually goes live around 3.30 Eastern or so. All right, let's dig into these divisional races, and then I, I got to let you go since you're on vacation. We're going to make this a brief episode. I think we should start in the AL Central, which is, you know, I don't know, probably the most interesting division just because there are three teams involved. You've got the, the Twins leading the way right now, the White Sox right behind them, and then or I guess the Guardians right behind them and the White Sox right behind the Guardians. Uh, the Twins, I we're the only team in that mix that made additions at the trade deadline. They got Tyler Malley, who's going to debut on Friday night. Um, They got some nice bullpen pieces. Um, What are the odds in this, in this division right now? I, I should have already had this pulled up, but. Well, while you're getting that up,
2: let's talk through it here. So first of all, I was never a believer in the Minnesota twins, not last year, not heading into the season. I'll give them credit because they played a lot better than I thought they would. And let me say this other than like the Padres, maybe the Blue Jays, I really don't think there's a better team that had a a better trade deadline than they did. And it's saying a lot because, listen, they didn't go out and get any big pieces. They got Jorge Lopez, all-star closer from the O's, but a lot of people don't really know who he is. Tyler Maley is really good in the right situation on the right team. He could be an all-star himself. And uh, when you really think about it, they addressed their needs. It wasn't, yes. a, it wasn't anything splashy. It wasn't flashy, but it's going to get the job done. And they shored up a couple of weaknesses they had, and that ultimately could be what helps propel them to the AL Central crown.
1: Yeah, I think you said it right there. They, they didn't do like a whole lot, but I think Mali is a really underrated starter. He had some shoulder issues this year, but he's been very effective in his last like eight or ten starts. They needed that kind of starter, like a number, a guy who can be a number two, number three, to pair off Joe Ryan and Sonny Gray, and maybe if Chris Archer can keep doing his thing, Michael Fulmer was a nice pickup, and Jorge Lopez, like they got two really good, reliable bullpen pieces, perhaps a dominant closer and a really good number three. I I'm still looking at the White Sox as like they're gonna go on a run, right? Mm. I like they had th- that's the most talented team to me even still even though the Twins did exactly what they needed to do and the White Sox did nothing and the Guardians did nothing. I saw this tweet earlier from Chuck Gariffin of uh NBC Sports Chicago. Mm-hmm. Tonight is the first time this season that Jose Abreu, Tim Anderson, Yasmani Grandal, Eloy Jimenez, Juan Mancata and Luis Robert are all in the starting lineup together. Like they've just they've all been hurt at different times, they've all been ineffective at different times, but finally like It's starting to maybe come together. They've disappointed me all year. Um, I finally pulled up the odds. The White Sox are plus 135 to win that division. The Twins are plus 145. The Guardians are plus 300. Um, If I put you on the spot on vacation, you know, buzzing off Bud Light, who would you take out of that? I don't think I would – I think we can rule out the Guardians at this point. I'm so disappointed they didn't do anything at the deadline. Like, they have tons of payroll cap space – this was a year that they could totally go for it and win that division, and they didn't do anything. But, all right, who, putting you on the spot, who, who are you taking there? I mean, the Guardians
2: at plus 300 is nice, but it's it's fool's gold. Listen, if, if they end up winning the division and we don't bet it, so be it. I can live with myself. The White Sox for my team I picked all along because the division was supposed to be weak. And quite frankly, it's not that good. It's just the White Sox between injuries, between Tony LaRusso falling asleep in the dugout when the game starts, between his incessant need to start and play Lurie Garcia every game. I don't understand what he sees in this guy. He is legit, legitimately the worst player in baseball, yet he throws him out there in the starting lineup. Two big things happened, in my opinion, that really turned the White Sox upside down. Number one, I don't understand why they let Carlos Rodon walk to San Francisco for twenty-two million. a year. By the way, halfway through his first year with San Francisco, was about to get the boot and get traded somewhere else. That number four starter who turned in nearly a Cy Young season, there's been a dramatic drop off. Thank God for Johnny Cueto, though. He's picked up some of the slack. Secondly, I think what really turned them sideways, and it, it's going to sound strange, when they let nick madrigal go and i understand he tore his hamstring and couldn't play losing nick madrigal after he got hurt completely changed the complexion of the white sox he was a guy who didn't strike out he put the ball in play he got on base he played great defense he provided a lot of stability they trade him for uh, craig Kimbrel for a half year rental who they lose anyway and now Madrigal goes to the cubs but ultimately to answer your question i think it's going to be the white sox they're finally healthy they have My pick preseason for A.L. Cy Young, I literally would take a bullet for Big Daddy, Dylan Dylan Cease. I think the White Sox come
1: through. I think I'm with you. Even though, I mean, I acknowledge that the Twins did what they should have done at the deadline. And it's probably going to come down to like the final week. I see it between the White Sox and Twins. But I I think the White Sox, when you have the better talent group of the two, I'm probably going to side with that with that talent group. And I I think the white Sox have that. All right. We have that settled. Hold on. Um, Let me ask you a question. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. I want to interrupt you. No, please interrupt me.
2: There's, there's two games separating first place, Minnesota and third place, Chicago. You've seen how poorly the white Sox have played all season injuries aside. They just have not played well yet. They're in the position they are in. I mean, what does that tell you about this team as bad as they are? They are, they're right there to take the division. They haven't even played well pretty much at any stretch at any point this season.
1: I think right now they're in the midst of their best stretch of the year, mm-hmm. which it's it's the right time to strike. And maybe it's better if LaRussa takes naps in the dugout and like someone else is making the decisions while he's sleeping one off i saw that video the other night was that like corroborated or, or did he just kind of was he just kind of looking down at something or was he really dozen? i don't know
2: bro i saw the little that i saw that eye flutter it looks like you know when you're watching tv at night and you really want to go to sleep but you want to stay up and watch it but you just can't help it. you just you just succumb to the sleepiness and your eyes start fluttering and closing you know it I did with that
1: l- it did look familiar in that way. Like you're in class and you're like, uh, I know I should not do this, but it's the sleep is like dragging me into, into a hole. All right. Let's talk about the NL central. Uh, Let's talk about the NL East. And then we'll go to the NL central and then we'll do some world series long shots and we'll let Johnny get back to his vacation. The NL central. It's interesting. Uh, It's obviously Brewers Cardinals. And I think it's a little bit of a toss up. I, I, I don't know if you've been paying attention because you've been a little bit off the grid, but Devin Williams blew a save on Wednesday night, gave up a a walk-off homer to Brian Reynolds. And then this afternoon, uh, Williams works the ninth inning. It goes to extra innings with the game tied. And Matt Bush, who they acquired at the deadline, uh, allows a a game-tying ground rule double to Brian Reynolds again. And then – they give two intentional walks. And so the the bases are loaded. Reynolds on is on third and and Bush throws a wild pitch and the winning run scores. So they, I think they've, they've lost like five straight games to the pirates that they've been, that they've been leading after the sixth inning. And I, I wonder, are they already like regretting trading Josh Hader? Uh, No, because I think it was a smart move long-term and maybe like they got the pieces they need to, to replace him in the short term. And, I, and I'm a guy that, like, I'm a numbers guy. I'm an analytics guy. But having Josh Hader at the back of games is was a stability thing for them that suddenly they're not – they don't have. Is there anything there? I don't, I don't know.
2: So here's what I'll say. And, and they've been threatening or threatening or talking about trading either Devin Williams or Josh Hader since Moses wore short pants. And I honestly don't understand it from a real-life baseball perspective because you're in the thick of – a division race, you're in the thick, like you're expected, your your team expectations were to at least make a deep postseason run. And the fact that they had one of, if not the best closer in baseball, who they shipped away for Taylor Rogers. who, let's call it, what is he has a lot of saves, but he also loves to blow a lot of saves, mainly when I back the Padres on the money line. But Devin Williams, who has one of the best changeups in baseball... Was a great setup guy. If you need him to throw him in a pinch to close a game, you have two top closers. And listen, don't get me wrong. I love Devin Williams. I think he could close, no question about it. But I just get worried about, you know, Milwaukee because the strength of this team has always been their pitching. It's a story as old as time where the Brewers' strength is in their bullpen. They have one or two pieces on offense, and Christian Yelich hasn't been anything close to the NL MVP we saw three years ago. Meanwhile, the Cardinals had a couple solid pitching options, but their strength is their offense. Now you lose a key bullpen piece that was one of the best closures in baseball, I'm not so sold on it anymore, and I think Milwaukee is just hanging on because of a guy like Corbin Burns. Yeah, you get Freddie Peralta back, but can they score enough runs when push comes to shove down the stretch? They have proven time and time again they cannot do it. I think right now the Cardinals are the team to look at because you got Miles Michaelis. You know, you just got Jose Quintana. Jordan Aranana, Montgomery. What? Yeah, Montgomery, who, you know, even he proven he can – You know, give you a a couple of quality innings here and there. Are you a Yankees fan, Johnny? I'm technically a Mets fan, but honestly, I'm whoever wins me. I'm whoever wins me money. (laughs) Like, I was a huge Mariners guy coming into the season. Like, I have a ticket on them to win the AL, so you know they better kick it in gear.
1: Yeah, I, I, I got some action on the Mariners too, and it wasn't looking good in like June, but now it's looking pretty good. Um, I, I'm, I I think the Jordan Montgomery Harrison Bader trade is super interesting. It, -hmm. I think the Cardinals won out on it. Because like Montgomery's been fantastic this year. All the peripherals like love what he's gonna do moving forward. You move him from Yankee Stadium to Bush Stadium, like from one of the most dramatic hitter-friendly parks to one of the most dramatic pitcher-friendly parks behind a really great Cardinals defense. I think he's gonna flourish and he's exactly what the Cardinals needed paired with Jose Quintana. I, I know the Cardinals were going after Juan Soto and I wanted them to do it, but I'm in the end. I'm kind of glad they didn't, and that they addressed the needs that they, you know, th- they needed. They needed two starting pitchers, two good starting pitchers, and they got them, in Quintana and Montgomery. And I, I'm the Brewers. I think got up maybe a little cute here, and I, I they should have just kept Hater, and added offensive help. And mm-hmm. I, I think maybe this this trade works out long term. They got future talent that's probably going to blossom. And, and help them in the long run. But I, I, I would be a little bit worried if I was a Brewers fan after, after what we've seen like throughout this week. I think their, their fan base is in a bit of an uproar. And the Cardinals had a double header today. Uh, so they won the first game. the The Brewers lost their game at Pittsburgh. If the Cardinals win tonight, they're in first place alone in the NL Central. Like it's going to flip that quickly. And I, I think with, when you have Arenado and Goldschmidt and the offense that St. Louis has, and then you add Quintana and Montgomery to the mix, um, I'm, I, I need to pull up those odds, too. What is that right now? Why Brewers are you pulling are, that up? Yeah, Brewers Honestly. are minus 150. Cardinals are plus 135. I think if you're listening to this show live, jump on Cardinals.
2: I think so, too, and I'll tell you why. Because whether he comes back anything close to what – we know he's capable of Jack Flaherty's on his way back. The Cardinals honestly have gotten a lot better pitching than I even expected this year, a lot better than last year. Look at uh Miles Mikolas. look at Adam Wainwright's continuing last yeah. year's Renaissance season. Andre you know, Plante
1: a... exactly.
2: But and they're off they they can hit. And you know, I've been burned a lot by the Cardinals over the last five years because probably twice in the last five years I picked them to win the World Series or at least get there because they're too talented. They're always one of those teams that finds a way to make a deep run. They take advantage of an of a matchup, whatever the case may be. They are a great team. I think this year they might finally get the best of the Brewers and finish what they couldn't do last year and grab that NL Central
1: crown. And I, I wonder if, like, it depending on what the Phillies do, like if, if whoever wins that Central race, if the loser is shut out of the wild card mix, and I, and I know it's hard to trust the Phillies, honestly, but – the either the Braves or Mets are going to have probably the first wild card. And then the Padres, the Padres could have the first wild card or the, the Braves and Mets are going to have the second one. So we, I think those two wild cards are set. And then it's Phillies Cardinals. I think I'd rule out, I think I'd rule out the Giants. Um So really what, whatever happens with the Phillies who I really, I really like what they did at the deadline. And if they get Bryce Harper back, like he took another step forward this week. Um, he's swinging he's starting a throwing program too so he might return to in right field that could be an interesting team down the stretch that they, they i think they're they're starting to get a little more serious like they let go dd Dde gregorius this afternoon they like officially released him um they're not playing around anymore and i think brandon marsh was a nice addition they've had like a center field question for so long and i marsh is not much of a hitter yet but he's shown spurts and in the minors he was a pretty good hitter not like a counting stats compiler i I think that was a huge move for them i i think i mean getting david robertson he he got his first save on wednesday night they're just the phillies i think are really dangerous and harper's going to come back like really motivated nick castellanos is finally starting to hit a little bit um schwarber's doing his schwarber thing where he goes on these crazy power spurts so and if the Brewers lose out on the NL Central title and then don't make the playoffs after trading Josh Hader, oh boy, Milwaukee's going to burn. <laughs> I mean, <All> right. <laughs> yeah. I, I have
2: questions here about like the Phillies are actually coming in and I knew I would take a lot of heat for this. They were my pick for, for the World Series. I hey, was man, like, I story. think it
1: was a nice long shot bet.
2: And, and you know, the big thing with them is – Look at their offense. I expected Nikki e. C Nikki e. C is one of my favorite players. Like, other than maybe like Julio Rodriguez and Vladdy Guerrero, like he's my favorite player. I expected him to have a much better year. And I don't know yes. why what happened to him this year as opposed to last year in Cincinnati. I think maybe next year he he comes back with a vengeance. But you know, losing Bryce Harper, I said they have to weather the storm, and they've kind of done that. You know, they've done that. They have a they have a good top of the rotation. Their bullpen's always been a huge question mark. David Robertson's a big acquisition. And I think if they could just keep holding them back, I think ultimately they're going to be the team that grabs that last wild card spot. Because yeah. they're done with the division. I think they're done with the division. They they lost too much ground too early. It's going to be so tough to come back. I think the Braves win the division. I think the Phillies are going to grab a wild card spot, though.
1: Noah Syndergaard making his Phillies debut right now. A lot of run in the first inning, of course. Luke Voigt, RBI single. That's perfect against the Nationals. <laughs> uh baseball. What a weird sport. All right. Let's move on to the NL East, which we've kind of already touched on. Braves or Mets. I mean, that's that's it. What do you what are you thinking here? I I uh I think it's the Mets, man. I if Jacob deGrom looked healthy enough, he hit 102 in his debut on, on what was that, Monday, Tuesday night? Yeah, Tuesday night. Um, yeah, if they have DeGrom and Scherzer going in the rotation at the same time, it's going to be a better second. It's going to be a better team in the second half than it was in the first. I know they didn't make any crazy additions at the deadline. They got Darren Ruff um, and some relief help. But if you've got DeGrom and Scherzer going in the rotation at the same time with Chris Bassett and Carlos Carrasco, I think it's one of the best teams in baseball and, I don't think there's really any argument. I know it's fun to like laugh at the Mets, but this has been a way more resilient Mets team than we've seen over the last decade. And I I think they're going to run away with it. And I really like the Braves, but to me, the Mets are a, a top three team in all of baseball.
2: You know what, honestly, who cares about the division? Because I, you know, growing up a Mets fan, I've seen this movie before. Scherzer DeGrom, yes, the Mets do look different than they have last year. Last year's Mets already were on the, on the collapse and the Braves haven't even played that well. Like, you know, Ronald Acuna isn't even anything close to what we expect. And I, and now it's been over a year since his torn ACL.
1: Yeah. but I'm a little bit worried I, about him, to be honest.
2: I am too. But I think the Braves figured out, find a way to capture this division. They have a huge series right now this week or
1: this weekend. This will tell us a lot. So the odds right now are Mets minus 300. Braves plus two forty. Depending on how this series goes, that flips. I would it, grab
2: that plus two forty in a heartbeat. Yeah, might as well put betting, twenty yeah. bucks
1: on it or something, right?
2: <laughs> I uh, but ultimately this comes down to what what are they going to do in the postseason? Because that that Degrom Scherzer, if they're healthy, that matters more for the postseason because nobody else has that. Nobody nobody else has anything close to a one two punch. Than Scherzer and Degrom, so that's where it's going to matter more. Obviously, you want to win the division, so you get the better seed, so you might get a, a more favorable matchup. That's going to be more of a telltale. But I think ultimately the Mets are just going to find a way to throw up all over themselves, and it's going to be the Braves taking the division. But I think I think the, the Mets might make a statement depending on who they play in the postseason with a healthy Scherzer and Degrom.
1: I think you've just been hurt too often, Johnny. Maybe I've been You're heartbroken just, before. You've, you've been—I <laughs> can tell, man. You've been—you. Been, someone's broken your heart and it's, it's the mm. Mets, <laughs> but you've got, you've got new ownership. You know, it's, it's the Wilpons. You got to put it in the past. You got to get over them. We're moving forward. You know, we're going to, I think it's a world series championship esque team. You know, I, I think they have that in the cards. Like if, if, if they can put it all together, if they're healthy with Degrom and Scherzer going into October, who the hell wants to play that team? Like it's,
2: it's a good point. That's a good point. I, I, I tend to agree with you. That is that one, two, if they're if they're firing on all cylinders, you know, I, I don't see too many teams that wanna that want to face Scherzer de Gram. There's just nobody like it. Like, yeah, there's just there's just not. It's just as easy as I that.
1: I would agree with you that you know, placing a little ticket on the Braves right now is, is smart though, because if the Braves take three of four in this series, which could totally happen because it's baseball.
0: Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people, guaranteed. Have you ever spotted McDonald's hot, crispy fries right as they're being scooped into the carton and time just stands still? ba
1: ba 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 yeah, let's close this out with some World Series. Eh, let's let's not even. All right, I'm gonna give you two. You do you have like the points bet odds pulled up for World Series odds? I'll give you some time to to do that if if you've got like a little phone or, or laptop or, or any kind of odds that you can find. I want I you to give like me guys. your your best favorite bet, and then your favorite. Best, so, and then your best long shot bet, and just give me like. 30 seconds as to why
2: all right favorite that's favorite that's easy favorite will be the houston astros they've shown all year that i think they're the best team in baseball justin verlander for as much hate as i have towards him and he's the other jv i'm the original jv they've been thwarting everybody like the yankees would be their toughest competition it's not even close and they've been vanquishing them All season, the one bugaboo that they've had is the bullpen, but I think they're going to get that figured out. You know, Alex Bregman hasn't even played like Alex Bregman this season. Jordan Alvarez is hitting the cover off the ball. He'll be fine, yeah, yep. I think I think it's the Astros. If you if you are looking to back a favorite, I think it's a no brainer for the Astros, and I would throw big money on them because worst case scenario, if they get there, then you could start to play the little hedge game when you get into individual matchups and in a seven game series.
1: They're at plus four hundred. So Dodgers are plus three fifty. Yankees are plus three fifty. Astros are plus four hundred. I'm gonna my favorite's gonna be the Mets, and I kind of already huh? laid out why they're plus six hundred. Uh, when we get off here, sports betting is not legal in Missouri because we're a bunch of hillbillies, but I'm going to cross the river in Illinois and, and put 100 <laughs> bucks on the Mets to win the World Series and get $600 back. Um, all right, give me your, your like long shot bet. So I'm talking plus 1,000 plus 1, odds are better. So Braves plus 1,000, Padres plus 1,000, Blue Jays plus 1,500, Brewers plus 2,500, White Sox plus 3,300, Mariners plus 3300, Cardinals plus 3300, Twins plus 4000, Phillies plus 4000. And I'll put the Rays in there too, they're plus 4000. I think everyone else can be kind of ignored.
2: I'll give you know what, I'm going to I'm going to do you one better because this was my preseason World Series coming into the year. I'm going to go it's going to be still Toronto and it's going to be Philly. I don't know how they're going to do it, but the Phillies are going to find a way to get themselves in the playoffs and they're going to make some noise because if that offense starts gelling, that is the reason why I picked them to begin with. They have enough pitching at the top of the rotation. If their bullpen's a little bit improved, which it should be now, they're going to be a super tough out. Anybody that they face, I I mean, that hitting with Bryce Harper coming back, Zach Wheeler's throwing lights out. Aaron is doing pretty well. David Robertson picked up the save. He's good. I like the Phillies out of the NL. And Toronto was my team in the AL because their lineup's also disgusting. They have now have Gaussman, Manoa, absolutely shoving. If Jose Brios can provide any sort of consistency. He has lately, man. Yeah. Exactly. Well, he's been great at home more so. But Kikuchi's coming back. Romano out of the back of the bullpen. And guess what? They added one of my favorite players in baseball, Whit Merrifield. Let's go along with Vladdy, Daddy Hacks, Guerrero, Bo Bichette, George Springer, Teoscar Hernandez. Maddie Chapman, I like Toronto. I think they could give a lot of teams fits, especially the AL, whether that be the Yankees or the Astros. So I'm going to go with Toronto versus the Phillies.
1: I love it, man. I think Toronto is such a good bet too at plus fifteen hundred. I the Padres at plus one thousand is intriguing. That's that has shrunk. It was like plus eighteen hundred a week ago, Um, but getting one. Do you believe in them? Do you believe in the Padres? no, No. I don't and either. I, there's I something about it. I know there's something about it. I think I think they're gonna have some some weirdness with their rotation. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think Clevenger, I don't trust him at all. You Darvish can be great, but can also throw up stinkers. Joe Musgrove's steady. I have no problems with Joe Musgrove. Mm-hmm. Blake Snell, like there's so much volatility in that rotation, and I I don't know i i the a.j preller is a madman he needs to join you there on the jersey shore because <laughs> i feel yeah, like he'd yeah. get down with some on some tequila with you or something um it's a casa my, azul. yeah <laughs> what is this tequila that you were you were talking about it on battle of the bets earlier what is it? oh like? yeah the casa azul. it's like casa azul.
2: tequila it comes in like a sick porcelain bottle I should is have it, brought the, it with me. like
1: rounded base and then it's like a, a flute up top no
2: no, it's like the thing no it's like the thing where it's got the bell on top when you hit you hit it and it's just like a it's like a bell. It's pretty cool. <laughs> the Reposado. Bro, it's lit. I'm telling you like it, it is top shelf. I went to my cousin's wedding and I was just like all night. I threw the guy like 50 bucks the bartender it was open bar. Like
1: we're going to be buddies. I'll be coming back. <laughs> yeah,
2: I was like, listen, bro, like you see me have that Casa Azul on the rocks. Ready to go for Johnny V. No problem. That's, that's my night. move at a All wedding.
1: Night. Yeah, I'll go up and order the first drink. Slide the guy, not a fifty, usually a 20 and just like, hey, we're you got to duke letting- them You got to take care of them They like, yeah, you know. hey man, I, I get out. I'm just like, we're buddies tonight, you know. I come up, I say, hey, you know exactly what I need. I get out of here. <laughs> All right, we're gonna get you out of here. Thanks for jumping on and, and, and- real quick. Can I
2: give a Can I give a little? I want to give a, shout, a special shout out, my boy. Dylan Cease, you know about this already. Preseason, he was my Cy Young pick. I've been touting him all season long. The guy's got the best slider in the game. He's starting to put it together. Shane McClanahan gave him the opening that we needed. He threw kind of a stinker in his last start. That's exactly what I needed. Now we need Verlander to do the same thing. If Verlander has one of those where it lifts ZRA into, like, the high 2.0s, low 2.1s, that's his – what's going to keep the door open for Dylan cease. It's, it's the ERA cease is getting the whip down. He's got the K's up. I, I think it's going to be cease at the end and uh, I'll be cashing like three tickets. I've been, I've been dipping, um, dipping in Dylan ceases futures all season long.
1: Yeah. Like riding the wave of it with when Shane McLean had it, dude, I I've got Dylan cease AL Cy Young award tickets too. So I'm, I'm all about it. I guess NL Cy Young it's Contra, right? Like he's not going to stop. I, I don't
2: know, last year, like I'll, I'll admit, last year he was not as good as he has been this year in the yeah. first half. He was really good in the first half, but he yeah. had a brick wall in the second half. And honestly, I kind of thought the same thing was going to happen. His innings, it's just ridiculous, like the kind of innings this guy's eating up. It helps that he's not a strikeout pitcher, but yeah, I think the same thing's going to happen to him this year. I think the innings are going to start to catch up to him in the next few weeks or so. Corbin Burns is a little bit built to take – to take this workload. And I think Burns is going to slide in. I actually bought in on him last week. I think it's going to be Burns that slides in for the NL Cy Young. He's wow. going to be among the league leaders in strikeouts, probably innings. And I think if he can get that ERA down to around under 2 2, and Al- uh, Alcantara gets it up. Into like the two tens, I, I think Burns is going to steal the show on this.
1: Yeah, run. man, I, you're you, you might have something there, and, and Burns is plus seven hundred right now. If he if go he's got like it. A, go grab he, it, yeah, if he's got a seventy strikeout advantage on Alcantara, like I think he might win it. Like if when when these writers and it's a it's the the voting base has changed, and it's a lot of guys that look really deep into it. Um, they don't just go with the storyline. It could be Burns in the end. There's there's two months. There's you know eight starts, maybe even like 10 starts left to go for some of these guys. Um, A lot could change. I I like, I, I think Burns is maybe worth touching too. I I don't know. Alcantara's just looked freaking invincible to this point. All right. We'll let you run, man. Thank you so much for joining us. This has been the circling the bases podcast. Follow us on Twitter. I'm at Drew Silv. Johnny's at underscore Johnny VTV. Subscribe to the podcast. Give us five stars. And uh, drink the Casa Azul. We need a sponsor.
2: We do. Uh, that's 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 next on the bucket list.
1: Yeah. See.
2: See you next time. Thanks, man.